I want to give you a little tip on how I do it all while keeping my kids happy and content and that's wearing them in the Ergo Baby Omni 360. I love my Ergo Baby Omni 360 because it allows me to get stuff done while they want to be held. In the 360, you can actually use it from the point that they're that little tiny human nugget that's all squishy and really needy up until the point that they might actually break your back. Although there is great support. I use it when they're cranky at dinner time, but obviously someone still needs to make dinner. Cleaning, DJing. Go to fruitsandmotherhood.com forward slash ergo baby to get free express shipping on any order. That's fruitsandmotherhood.com forward slash ergo baby. Now back to this amazing episode. Hi, my name is Linda Fruits from Fruits of Motherhood, and tonight we're going to be speaking with Kendra from Anxious Moms on Instagram, and we are going to find out what it means to be a mom with anxiety. Please introduce yourself, Kendra, and tell me a little bit about yourself and your beautiful family, and I say that because we're obviously friends on Facebook, and I'm lucky enough to see their beautiful faces. Hi, Linda. I'm so glad that I get to do this tonight. I'm Kendra. <laughs> And let's see, I'm 38. No, I'm 39. I'm almost oh my 40. Goodness. I'm going to be 40 in June. Oh, it's um, your birthday. I'm and June 21st. Oh, look at that. I'm June 15th. I was like, we are so close. I can feel it. So close. <laughs> let's see. I'm married. Uh, we've been married for 18 years. Oh, wow. And I know I was 21 when I got married. Oh, my goodness. And, and then we have three kids. Up. Yep. Three years. Let's see. Three kids. One's 13, one's 10, and one is five. Aww. So a girl and two boys. <laughs> did you did you always want a big family? Well, I have four sisters. And so I always I always thought I wanted a lot of kids. And it's funny. I don't remember if Preston, that's my husband, if we had mm -hmm. talked about how many kids we wanted. But after we had one, he's like, I think I'm done. And I'm like, no, we have to have more than one. Right. And I mean, he was like the big, well, what if we can't, what if I can't love this kid as much as I love this one now? And I'm like, I, I don't think that's how it works. And then we had two and he's like, okay, two is enough. And he said he always wanted four. Uh -huh. And I'm like, I always, I think I wanted four. So actually we both kind of thought we were done at two and then. Uh -huh. I got pregnant and it was kind of a surprise mm -hmm. and then I miscarried and I'm like, okay, I, we, we need a third. And even though I think he only wanted two, he's, he did that for me. And Aww. so we got our third little rainbow. That's wonderful. Yeah. Actually, Elliot, my oldest is my rainbow baby. I had a, a miscarriage, Aww. which I know a lot of moms do for their first pregnancy. Uh, yeah. So he's my little rainbow baby. Oh, yeah, there's um, it, it feels like if that happens to you, I'm sure a lot of moms have have miscarriages. Unfortunately, you know, some moms kind of shy away from it, I think, a little bit. And then some moms are like, I still like something's missing, you know. Mm hmm. And so that's why I always say, look, we had our four, you know. Yeah. And so that was kind of sweet. But oh, yeah, yeah, after Maverick. Maverick's our youngest and he is definitely the baby and we are done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <We're> done. Yeah. <laughs> he completed us. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And besides being an amazing mom, what else do you do? 
Um, I work full-time. I'm a graphic designer and that takes up a lot. I mean, full-time outside of the home. And then my kids are in sports, a lot of sports and we love it. What during when quarantine happened and there were no sports and there was no anything, we really did miss it. And I'm like, okay, that's, we know we love the kids sports. Yeah, definitely. So we are super busy with, yeah, my daughter does competitive soccer. My son does football and wrestling. And then now the littlest, I'm like, well, we don't have a baseball kid. Let's see if he wants to do baseball. <laughs> I love that. So we're going to be have a busy summer. Yeah, definitely. But you know, it's because when you don't have something, you appreciate it. So maybe we don't hate taking our kids places anymore as much. Exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, maybe we should go on vacation. I don't think I would hate it as much. Right? Just because you know, like you can all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about the day that you found out that you have anxiety back to being anxious moms. <laughs> okay. I, okay, let's see. So my daughter would have been 10 at the time. And it, I remember it because it was spring break. So just about exactly three years ago. And she kept coming into our room and she was like afraid of like everything. Like I'm afraid there's a killer in the house. And, mm. and what if I die in my sleep? And it was just a lot of weird, like anxiety, like anxiety. I say that now, but I, we did not know that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Like, finally we're like what is wrong like it, and it was a lot of like stuff like she was afraid she was gonna die and she was more like have you been watching something what's going on right and so i set up an appointment and she, i mean she played soccer and active kid and we always did well child checkups and so i said how about i set up a, an appointment with the doctor but then i had actually talked to another friend of mine and she had given me the name of a therapist Mm -hmm. and I actually had back-to-back -back appointments and I said first we're going to go see the doctor and then we're going to go see this new person and so we went there and when my daughter's name is Maya and when she went and talked to her she was explaining it and the therapist said you know she has anxiety and I'm like mm -hmm. what? what what do you mean she has anxiety and then the more like my daughter would mention these things and then the therapist would talk I'm like oh my God, that's what I have. Like, that's when I found out I had anxiety. Like I had no clue. I just mm -hmm. thought I just had all these crazy thoughts in my head, but it was just so crazy. I only recognized it three years ago when like, I knew I was a worrier, but mm -hmm. I, I didn't, I never really knew what anxiety was because they didn't really talk about that. You know, yeah. like my mom and it was like, you can be stressed, but you can still like, I'm considered like a high functioning with anxiety. Like mm -hmm. I, when things get stressed, I just full force fall into it. I'm a perfectionist. I'm kind of OCD kind of, mm -hmm. it looks good on the outside, but like the inside you're going crazy. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of when I found out was when I took her and I'm like, what an eye-opening experience. Mm -hmm. And so even then it was like about two months after that. Cause I still, I took her and she stayed in there and I'm finally, I'm like, and it was June. I'm like, maybe I should go to therapy. And so that's when I started going was in June. And then I think it was about July when I kind of thought, I wonder if anyone else thinks about this stuff. And so that's when I kind of was thinking about anxious moms and mm -hmm. I actually started it as a website uh -huh. and it was supposed to be anonymous. And I was just going to write blogs and hopefully yeah, I was going to try to push them through like Instagram and Facebook just mm -hmm. to see if anyone else thought like that. But that was the whole thing. It was supposed to just be anonymous. I didn't really want to tell anyone <laughs> right, right. Who, who I was. But well, and you're putting yourself out are. there. 
Yeah, right? I, uh, mm-hmm. I did the same thing in the beginning. I didn't tell anyone I was starting. It, well, it wasn't Fruits of Motherhood in the beginning. It was a uh, mom gang. Oh. And like over time, I eventually changed the name and put my name on it because apparently that was copywritten and that's okay. And <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing. I was like ghostwriting for myself. Yeah. <laughs> but um, back to the anxiety part of that and you creating this uh, account. You So what started... Did you, are, are you still blogging or are you? Um, I kind of, I mean, I wrote a few blog or blog posts and, and articles on there, but really what really took off was when I would just do the little, the, the short memes on mm-hmm. my page. And so I didn't, um, it was January of, let's see, 2019 mm-hmm. when I actually did my very first blog article, January yeah, 2019. And then Cause I think I bought my domain in like July. So it took me okay. six months to actually write it. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I can do this. And so then I wrote my very first one in January, pushed, uh, published. And then I think I got it all like on Instagram in February of 2019. So two years, I think exactly in February that I've been on there. And it wasn't until like, I kind of had done looked back and I did a little timeline mm-hmm. and it was just like a few followers here and a few followers there. But then I think it was July. It was, no, it was June. Um, I remember I was at the dentist office and I was sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, somebody with 50,000 followers shared one of my posts. And it was like the biggest thing to me because I had like 500 uh-huh. at that time. And it was, do you know the mom at law? Do you follow yeah, her? Yeah. yeah. And so she was the one that shared my very first post. Uh-huh. And it was, let me think what it said. I think it was like the day I became a mom was the day I realized um, how many things people worry about. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but she shared it. And then I went from like 500 to a thousand, like it doubled my followers. And I'm like, oh nice. my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> and I thought I'm never going to get any more followers than this, but uh-huh. a thousand followers is so cool. And then yeah. it would just like every month it like doubled. And I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, it went crazy. That's amazing. That's wonderful. And um, how would you describe your anxiety to someone else? So I would, I would describe it as, as high functioning. Like in my, like I want everything on the outside. I don't want people to know that I'm stressed on the inside. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna do everything on the outside. And really, everyone that's probably even known me for years would people I went to high school with people I went to college with. They're like, what you're uh-huh. anxious. You're like the most cool and collected person. I know I'm like, yeah, I'm a good faker. Right. And so like, it was like, like the inside of my brain just feels like there's like a million people like screaming at me, like do this and do this and do this. And I just, I, I feel like I need everything done mm-hmm. at one time. And it just, I don't know. It just feels like a bunch of noise in my head really. Oh, for sure. I mean, I am, I definitely have anxiety and it was really bad with the, my first child. I, I'm totally undiagnosed, but it, it's definitely there. <laughs> I think it kind of comes with the motherhood territory a little bit mm-hmm. too. But, and that's, uh, I think when mine kind of went, like I could control it, you know, mm-hmm. when it was just me, because I really only had me to look right after now. and I could kind of control the outcome of that. But when I was a mom, all of the unknown, like you, you cannot control how much your kid eats or 
when your kid poops or like any, you can't control any of it. And it is, everything's unknown and everything's new. That's when I feel like mine really spiraled. Yeah. And I, but I had no idea what it was. Me either. Honestly, my, like my first couple months, I was like a total mess. I had no idea that I was having anxiety. I would have got like help. (laughs) Same. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't even know you could ask. Cause I thought, am I a failure? If I ask someone, are they going to think I'm crazy? Like, I just had no idea. I know. I know. It's yeah. For any new moms listening, it's okay to ask for help. <laughs> it is one ask for help. We wish we would have, don't we? <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. That first year was really, really rough. I am surprised uh, I, I had a second child, to be honest. <laughs> I agree, one hundred percent. And I mean, we waited three. How far apart are your boys? They are exactly two years. Okay, and ours are th- exactly three years, like almost mm-hmm. to the day. Yeah, oh, that's and, funny. because like that first one, it was so hard. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, I know you mentioned therapy. Is there any other mm-hmm. way that you manage your anxiety? Well, she's given me a bunch of like different, she says, tools for your toolbox. She's like, everybody needs tools in their like mental toolbox. And, mm-hmm. and I totally agree. And I just in therapy real quick. I honestly think everybody should go to therapy, kind of like everybody goes to the doctor once a year. Let's have a one year mental health checkup. Like, I love that. I'm hoping that that eventually becomes the norm where, you know, like therapy is considered just like a regular doctor. You can get uh, insurance and and go. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I'm really lucky and some people can't afford that Mm -hmm. to go to therapy, but I mean, she's taught me so many things. Yeah. There's breathing you can do. There's I think the biggest thing that helped me was like, I've really, I think only had like two panic attacks. And mm-hmm. the one, when I finally said, what, what should I do if I'm having a panic attack? And she said, that's why we do grounding and where, and grounding is basically, if you think you're panicking, like it kind of feels like, okay, I'm going to die. Like I, your head just kind of spirals and you're like that, well, that's it. It's I'm going to yeah. die. She said, you just kind of, you have to look around the room and ground yourself, like find objects around the room, like, and look at the table. Like there's a table and say the table is brown. The table has four legs. The carpet is yellow. You know, like you just, the walls are this color. And she Mm -hmm. said, you can also grab like ice cubes and hold them because the cold will usually smell something citrusy. Uh But she said, there's a lot of things that you can do to ground yourself if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're kind of panicking. But the funny thing was, is when I had and that was right I think that was probably the week before I decided I need to be on anxiety meds when I had that panic attack Mm -hmm. and I Preston's like Kendra you're you're panicking but it was like the middle of the night and I'm like I know that I am but I'm also afraid that maybe I'm not panicking and I am dying you just need to take me to the ER right now and so he did and I didn't die yeah no thankfully (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're still here <laughs> still here oh my goodness but that was when I realized and I mean it's all and the same thing with anxiety meds like I think those need to not be so because I was always like I felt like a failure mm-hmm. because my doctor had asked like a year ago well have you thought about anxiety meds I'm like oh, I'm not doing that I can control this I can handle this and I think that was my ego uh-huh. like why I couldn't see that as like, if I have high blood pressure, I'm going to take blood pressure medicine. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's the same sort of thing. And I think it was just getting over that. Mm-hmm. And it really like, cause uh, 
some people would comment and say, well, if you wouldn't talk about anxiety and just relax and oh, I don't want to be a zombie, <laughs> easy for you to say, but right. like, I don't feel like the anxiety meds have made me into a zombie. They've actually made it to where I can do things, you know, like I'm not so overwhelmed. And so I, I think it's great. Like it slows down all of those extra like racing thoughts Mm -hmm. in my head, like do this and do this. And now I can actually focus and get more things done. That's it's beautiful. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, so also the breathing, the grounding, is there any other Mm -hmm. techniques that she mentioned to you that other people can maybe Google and figure out if it works for them too? I'm trying to think what else. Oh, well, I mean, that was also one of the biggest things was journaling. Okay. So with, with anxiety, basically like with me, if I, she said, you need to get that thought out of your head. So if you kind of, if you say it, or if you write it down, then that's going to help. Like it helps you kind of look at it. So it's not in your head and you're not thinking about it. It's kind of outside of your head then. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And so once you can get it out of your head. And so that's why it was, it was funny because she's like asking me about journaling and I'm like, well, I sort of started this, uh, anonymous blog. (laughs) So I still feel really bad about this and I can't believe I'm even saying it out loud on here, Uh but I hadn't, I didn't even tell Preston. I did not even tell my husband that I had started this. Like it was legit anonymous and I'm like no I, I can't I can't even tell him I can't tell him and so when I told the therapist I'm like but I haven't told Preston and she's like okay well number one I think you should tell Preston and I'm like oh maybe I can bring him in here and you can tell him <laughs> but I think I and he was more he doesn't quite understand anxiety mm-hmm. but he supports me and I think he would he was a little hurt as he should have been you know like I can't believe you couldn't have told me that I would have been yeah. fine and I'm like I think it's just in your head. You think all of these worst case scenarios, you're going to think I'm crazy. You're going to think this is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. yeah. And also just being vulnerable and writing this stuff out for other people. Yeah. To see. That is a huge, that's a huge deal. So I, mm-hmm. I totally could relate to that. But that's one of the biggest, I would definitely recommend like either finding someone that you can, you know, that you trust that you can talk to. And odds are, if you say it, someone else is thinking it too because I I mean I remember the same thing like one of my really good friends like kindergarten all the way up to senior in high school and same sort of thing I thought and you know we both had had kids and we were just hanging out one night and I finally said hey I'm in therapy and she's like what you're like the calmest mom I know I would have never guessed and I said, really? And she's like, I'm just a basket case over here. And I'm like, no way. And like, I thought she was so calm. And then we're like, both like talking about how anxious we are. And I'm like, this is insane. Like, it's funny, like how many people, and I think that's kind of been the best thing is hearing all of the, oh my gosh, me too. And oh yeah. It's, oh my gosh. It's a I good mean, feeling. The whole, my whole Instagram too, is just like the hardships of being a mom. When someone else says me too, it's like, yeah a relief, a huge relief. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you told me once before, uh, that your therapist said that you won't actually ever be cured. If you can see my air quotes, (laughs) (laughs) I can see them. Explain that to me. Yeah. Well, cause she said, you know, like with anxiety, it doesn't just go away. And so you don't just have it. And then you basically, you learn how to cope with it. And you, that's why she said, 
you get tools to learn how to cope with it. And, and whether that be anxiety meds or like, and I think the therapy and the anxiety meds have helped together. And actually today, <laughs> I did a little post about this today, but today was my last day in therapy. She, <laughs> I know she's like, okay, well, I'm going to move you to PRN and P yeah, PRN. And that's, I think it's Latin or something for like as needed. Uh-huh. And, and I'm like, I was afraid you were going to say that. And she's, <laughs> like, she's like, this isn't bad. And like, that's the goal of therapy and uh-huh. of a good therapist is to actually get you to be able to not have to go to therapy. She said right. she never actually closes. She doesn't close any files. She keeps mm-hmm. them all open. And so she's like, you can text. And she actually follows me on Instagram and chats me all the time. Uh-huh. So it's fine. I feel super secure, but it was just like one of those where, are we breaking up? Right? Yeah. Like I totally felt that too. I was like, oh no, it's over. <laughs> I know. Oh, what are we going to do now? And yeah. so, no, it was uh, kind of bittersweet, but it was good. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess that's just another thing, you know, moving on. But so she, like, I'm always going to have anxiety and different things will kind of trigger it. But she did, she taught me how to handle that. Like, you know these things make you extra stressed. You know, these things make you kind of like when I get anxious, I used to like get super angry, like, Mm -hmm. because I felt like nothing, I can't handle anything and everything just felt out of control. And then I would get Mm -hmm. angry and then I would yell at everyone. And I hated that. And I feel like I'm doing better at that. Like I'm calmed down more. And Mm -hmm. I know that dinner time when I get home from work is going to be stressful. She's like, then let them eat popcorn or something. Who cares? What if they eat, what if they eat dinner at seven o'clock? Who cares? Who cares if they even just have popcorn for dinner? And I'm like, I, well, then I wouldn't be a good mom. And she's like, says who? Yes. It does not matter what your kids eat. So she's just so wonderful. That, I mean, that alone is like mind blowing to me because I too lose my mind at like five to six o'clock like I just lose it because I'm like trying to do 5,000 things and like what you just said to me like totally just like duh who cares when it's like I can't because that's what I told her I'm like no they can't have a snack because they need to eat dinner and she's like says who right if if you're trying to make dinner then let it be let them go get something out of the snack cabinet, they can do that. Let them have a snack and then maybe you eat. Cause I was like, so such on a time. And that's what was causing a lot of anxiety too. It's like, mm-hmm. we will eat at 5.30 and then we'll do this. And then we'll have baths at six and bedtime at this. And like my third, my husband's like, oh my gosh, can you believe he just, he stays up later than the other two kids. And <laughs> he's just like, I'm like, has he even really ever had a full dinner? Because he's just like <laughs> eating snacks and he will be fine. He it, absolutely That's everything. So and so, yeah, it's just a total difference between my first and my third. Like my first, it was just like, nope, nope, nope. And I like lost my shit when uh, her, her grandpa's like, I'm going to feed her ice cream. And it was before her first birthday. And I'm like, oh, no, you're never going to no. see her again. <laughs> you know, like, I was oh just gosh. like terrified. Oh my gosh, we are the same person. I, it's too funny. Yeah, my youngest like has had cheese crackers all day today, and uh, he's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I know that's what my youngest. It's like I'll just have these pretzels and water, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> come on yes, with your bad fine. self. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. 
Um, so let's let's go back to some tips for okay. someone who thinks that uh, okay, let's say someone who just found out they have anxiety. Like, what would you okay. say to them? To someone who just found out the um, I would say that you're not alone. Number one, and if it's a mom who just found out, you're, it doesn't make you a bad mom. Like, I think that was my number one thing with anxiety. Like, I could handle um, if that I had anxiety, but then when I became a mom, it made me feel like a failure. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to. Like, are they going to get anxiety? Are they, you know, like? And then when I did find out my daughter had anxiety, and then like sending her to a therapist, I was just like, I'm the worst mom ever, and I can't yeah. let anyone know. And then like the therapist, no, you're the best mom because you can, number one, you're sending her to therapy to learn the tools. And two, you can relate to her. Like it it just, I'm able to say, look, I get anxious too. And it's okay. But I would, the number one thing is if you're just finding out, find, find someone that you can talk to, you know, like it, Mm -hmm. it's just so refreshing when you have someone there that can say me too. And I feel like that too. It just makes you feel better. Absolutely. And uh, some advice for family members of someone who has anxiety, like some tips for loved ones or friends or family. Hmm. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just not not telling them what you can't just stop being anxious. Like, and I think and I know it's hard for people. And I would recommend for someone with anxiety who has a family member who doesn't get it. To even just say, I know you don't understand this, but I just kind of want to talk. And even just saying, I just want to talk and I just want you to listen. I don't want anything solved because a lot of times we don't want anything solved. We just, we want to be able to get it out of our heads. Like, because I I can remember even saying these birthday parties stress me out and I have to have all this food and I have to do this. And then Preston's like, well, then let's just not do birthday parties. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I want to do birthday parties. But it's like, I just, I needed to to talk about how stressful it was and get that all out of my head. But I didn't really want a solution because I still wanted to have the birthday parties, you know? And so I think it's just, the advice would be to just listen and, and try to, you know, try to understand, Mm -hmm. even though you, it's hard for some people, they just don't quite understand. Yeah. It's hard for me as also an anxious person to imagine that there are people who don't do this to themselves. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I mean, everybody's not like this. Right? Like mm-hmm. everyone doesn't overthink every single thing all day long. Exactly. Gosh, what do they do with their brains? <laughs> that must be nice. Right? Um, so earlier you mentioned triggers. Um, I wanted to know what are some triggers for you? Obviously dinner time. Um, yeah, dinner time. I think the, the biggest one though is if I feel like someone is judging my parenting, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like if my, like, I hated to go out with the kids, like to a restaurant anywhere really, because like, you don't know if someone's going to throw a fit, like there, it's just an unknown. Like you Mm -hmm. don't know if something's going to happen and then someone's going to cry and someone's going to hit someone. And, you know, like the kids are going to start fighting. And then that was like a big, like, I hated going places with the kids because I was always worried someone was either watching what they were eating when we went out to eat or watching how they were behaving. Mm-hmm. And, and I hated it. I hated 
feeling like, like I would just feel like I'm the worst mom ever. And so that was, that's a, another one with me and I'm getting over that. Like mm-hmm. everyone parents differently and that's okay. Yeah. And half the time, nobody's paying attention anyways. They're all exactly wrapped up in their own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that for me, my anxiety gets really bad if I don't sleep good. Oh yes. Oh like, yeah. It's a huge trigger for me. Um, Same. And what about your your husband? That first year that you mentioned was also really hard for you. Um, mm-hmm. How was that like on your marriage? You know, the two of you. I, I feel like it was really hard because, like, I didn't know how to explain what I was feeling, and, and like, I just from the outside, I felt like how, how is he such a good dad? And how, like, I just felt like he was so relaxed with the baby, you know, like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think, and when we talk about it now, he's like, no, I was scared too. But it's Mm -hmm. like, you got to just figure it out. Like we're, I'm the dad. I got to figure out how to be a dad. And I'm like, I just, I felt like, I just felt like I couldn't, I couldn't do all of it. And I wanted to do everything, you know, like, or, and it was just really stressful at the beginning. I would worry about everything. I'm like, okay, well, are, are you, you sure you're going to give her a bath? Like, what if, uh, what, th- don't use that wash rag. That's too much water on her face. And like, she's mm-hmm. going to drown, you know, like every little thing would set me off. And like, I felt like I, we had to record like every feeding so I could make sure that she was eating the right amount. And w- like, I have a, a log because I couldn't, I never got any milk in. So I think that that was, it was probably honestly the stress uh-huh. that I just never got any milk and so I couldn't breastfeed and so I'm like well at least I can count all the bottles of you know like every ounce like I was counting every ounce she would eat and I'm like uh-huh. Kristen you you have to mark down how many ounces that she's eaten and how it, I was ridiculous like looking back now I'm like what was wrong with me poor I guy thing. I did the same He's... thing with with uh this these apps you know monitoring yeah. the how long they slept, how many times they pooped, how many times they, they peed. I'm like, I don't, couldn't differentiate between one pee to the next pee and it would drive me nuts. <laughs> I know. I'm Same. Like, I don't think like, what's it was one time. And, yeah. and nap time, like I was just real big with her. Like we have to stay on a schedule. And so like, well, I didn't want to go anywhere where it would disrupt her nap. I'm like, okay, well, she just woke up so we can go right now because oh then gosh. she can't fall asleep in the car and, and we need a, a good nap time. And then everybody would make fun of, the bedtime but I swear we had her in bed at like six o'clock you know it's like we just had a routine down and that's what it was I, and it was really we, hard to break that yeah we literally are the same person I was so <laughs> crazy with naps like I yeah. I did the same thing as soon as the kid wakes up I was like all right let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's like we only have, have a fun. certain amount of time <laughs> yeah. oh yeah trust me crazy <laughs> Oh my goodness. And, but we're uh, normal. See, look at us. I know. Living our best life in these glasses. I know, I know. I was going to say, we have to tell people why we're wearing these. Because we're anxious. What is this, I wonder? <laughs> oh, that's my hair. Like, I can't even see me. I know. I also, I'm like, I've, I tried to hide the cords so I don't like yank them off my face. Mm-hmm. I've got that over here in between my lap. I'm sitting on my bed. Can you even see anything behind me? No, it's completely black. That's awesome. <laughs> it is really cool. <laughs> and so then let's let's go back to your the Instagram account and um, okay, 
I know you already said it was two years now that you've mm -hmm. two years. It. That is amazing. You're already at two hundred and twenty-five thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Today, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. That's a huge, a huge reason to celebrate. Yeah. And, um, so, what is your favorite part about having this huge Instagram account? One hundred percent. It's the messages, like. This week alone, I've gotten so many messages of people saying, I signed up or I signed up, I called to schedule with a therapist, or I finally called the doctor and asked for some anxiety or depression medication. And like those alone, like, thank you for helping me not feel alone. Thank you for helping me feel normal. The messages are so sweet. Like they that. amazing. Like they just this is so worth it because of that. Like, I just love those messages. Absolutely. And just like, you know, you and I, when we had no idea what we were feeling, if you could right. help anyone mm -hmm. not go through that. Yeah. That's, just, that's magic. And that, You're a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> that was, okay. That was honestly my number one. That was the reason I started was because I'm like, is there somebody out here that has you? Like, I didn't want to actually ask, obviously, because right. it was going to be anonymous. Does anyone think like this? And so I was just throwing a bone out there, I guess. Like, let's see if anyone relates to this. And then, like, now it's like, oh, my God, it's like you're inside my brain. I'm like, what? Yeah. My brain is so pretty cool. crazy in here. Right. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> so that's number one best thing. I love all of the followers. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure there's got to be some haters. Do you have anyone that say mean things to you? Oh, yeah. And I mean, uh, and, and it's it's actually very few, and I should be super thankful for that. But when I get them, it, it is just ridiculous how much I let it bother me. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I should not let it bother me. And I'm, I'm getting a little bit better with that because I hate confrontation and I, I just don't like any of that stuff. And it makes me anxious. And I feel like I've gotten way better with that. Like mm -hmm. me realizing this is a reflection of them and it's probably something that got triggered in them. And like the people that say I'm on, like they message and say, I'm unfollowing you because you did this. I'm like, why, why I don't need, I don't care, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so anymore, I'm just like, okay, if you say you're going to unfollow me, then be prepared to go on my stories because I am posting <laughs> that shit. <laughs> I don't ever put the names of people, which was funny at one uh -huh. point, like someone messaged and said they were unfollowing me. And so I posted it and I didn't share the name of the person or anything, you know, it was just the post. And like uh -huh. all of these people were like, good, see you later. And then one person I'm unfollowing because you posted that you were, uh, and I'm like, okay. But it, so it's just like it very, sometimes you get people like that and you get people that, and, and I am getting better. Like it was hard at the very beginning because I don't want any negative feedback. Nobody does. Right. Yeah. I remember my first troll. It definitely bothered me for days. Yeah. Yep. Days. It's hard. But now I just try not to read the comments, to be honest. Same. You know, if, if it's going to be messy, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, oh, and that is also a really good thing too. Sometimes if, if I'll get like a troll in my comments, people will like stick up for me. I'm like, whoa, yeah. That's I've never cool. had that. Like uh -huh. they will just jump right in there and like, why are you on this page then? And I'm like, whoa, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> it's like, I don't even have to fight. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. 
That that is wonderful. Does your does your Instagram give you any kind of anxiety? Uh, I think I go through phases of anxiety with it where I'll start feeling really guilty. Like all of these people are commenting. Like at the very beginning, I used to comment back on every or reply on every comment. I would reply on every comment and I do try every single message. I really do read every message, but I have started to just, I have to heart them. I can't reply to all of them because I, I do get overwhelmed, but I'll go through phases where then I'll just feel super guilty. Like these people took time out of their day. I should be responding. I should be replying, but I just don't have that much time. And so like, I'll go through, you know, bouts of, well, I'm the one that started this page. I should do this. And then I get really worked up and I'm like, forget it. I'll just shut the page down, you know, and <laughs> don't you I, dare. Go, <laughs> I go through phases. I know I had another friend message me and she's like, it's just so cool when I see like other friends who like, I don't know. She's like, she's like friends, like on my Facebook and they share your posts. It's like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, Aww. Oh, and I'm like, I was having really big imposter syndrome today. And so I'm like, I'm glad you shared because I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing here anymore. Yeah. And <laughs> so, I yeah, think so. that people like these followers, they forget at the end of the day, we're just, we're just a person. Yeah, exactly. Literally just trying to relate, trying to vent, trying to, you know, get our own thoughts out there and they jump all over us. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I know you're a graphic designer. Um, mm-hmm. How long do you spend coming up with your content, creating your content? Well, let's see. I would say, okay, it's going to depend on on the type of, some. sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to throw this one out there. And then it'll get so many likes and I'll be like, why didn't I spend more time making that look nicer, you know? Mm-hmm. But really I use, um, because I'm a designer, you know, so I've got the creative cloud. I use, um, Adobe spark. Do you use that at all? No, I don't, but I will. Yeah. So I like Adobe spark. It actually works really well. You can kind of set up templates and every now and then I just decide, okay, I'm going to change this one out. And sometimes I find myself like, oh my God, Kendra. And sometimes it's kind of relaxing for me. Uh-huh. where I'll find that I've spent an hour on something. I try to really not, I try to spend like 10 minutes, you know, like right. get my thought out, throw it out there and just be done. And I, you know, I've learned enough about design where I can kind of format it in a pretty pleasing way, but there are things where I'm like, Oh, that's like, I'll look back at some of my old stuff. I'm like, what was I thinking? But that's okay. <laughs> that's every artist. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Still growing. Is, um, is Adobe spark something you can do from your phone or no? Yes, I do. Um, I do it for my phone. Yeah. And I mean, I think I'm just good, good at using my phone because I use it all the time, but you can also use it on the desktop and that's actually kind of fun too. I wanted to learn more doing it on the desktop, but I just, I use Photoshop and an illustrator. Yeah. Same. I, uh, and I always look for something I can use on my phone. Like that's actually why I started my Twitter just because it, it kind of formats it. I can switch up my Mm-hmm. profile a little bit but I yep. always need to be working from my phone because I'm a mom and it's like I have to it, be exactly places at once you know yep I and so that's why I computer. I needed an app yeah for sure mm-hmm. no then I'm definitely gonna download it <laughs> yes I love it and um how would you how do you start creating content do you write stuff in your notes you know, yes how do you 
I have a notes thing. And sometimes if it, so if it comes to me and I have time, I'll just go straight into Adobe Spark and just either write it down in there. But a lot of times if I'm driving, I'll just pull up the notepad and just start talking to it uh-huh. with just different ideas. And, and usually that's kind of how I'll write my captions too, is I'll think of a post and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to post this. So let's, what's my caption going to be? And then I'll start writing my caption. It's usually when I'm driving that I can think of the best things yeah. to do, but it's usually what's going on in my day and what's happening then and what I'm trying to deal with. But every now and then I'll think of something from like a long time ago, mm-hmm. like my therapist posts, like they aren't all actually real. And I remember, you know, I mean, I don't actually say some of that stuff to my therapist, right, but of course. I remember the very, very first one I did, like I put it out there and then I got so anxious that I text the therapist and I'm like, oh my God, are you offended that I did that? Like, Aww. does that, am I making fun of, I, I'm not making fun of you. And do you, are you, and she's like, Kendra, it's hilarious. Keep it and move on. And I'm like, okay. But you know, like a lot of that right. stuff that's in my brain, like uh-huh. I would actually, like, I think that, I think that stuff. Right. But that's so yeah, funny. It, I love how supportive she is. Oh my goodness. Yes. I love her. <laughs> um, and so I guess now, do you think that your Instagram is also like a form of therapy? Oh, yeah. I 100% like it's I, I call it my online journal for 225,000 of my closest friends. <laughs> <laughs> they just get to read it all. That is too funny. Um, and what's next for you? Like, what what do you want to do next? Do you want to go back to blogging? You want to make a TikTok? And I keep me? saying that I want to, <laughs> I keep saying I want to try blogging, you know, mm-hmm. I want to go back to that, but I just haven't had any time. And then now my kids are back in sports. So I don't know what I'll do. I'm, I'm trying more of this. Like I told my therapist, I said, okay, what makes me the most anxious is talking in front of people. So I'm going to try to do more podcasts. I'm going to, so that's why I'm like, okay, Linda, I'll do it. You know? <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. And then I'm like, wait, I have to show my face. I, I just wanted to talk. I know. So, I'm like, we'll put some silly glasses on. We'll thank you fun. for the glasses. Of course. They're so fun. I, I I've them. been hiding them from my kids because <laughs> now we can God give knows, them to our kids. Yeah. What they were going to do with, with them. So now mm-hmm. I, I can at least bring them out into the rest of the house. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so uh, this is the our last question, questions okay. for you. Um, I ask everyone the same questions at the end of my recording because I think um, in an effort to normalize that motherhood is hard and that it's okay that we don't love every single second of it, I ask everyone what is their least favorite part of motherhood and what is their favorite part of motherhood? Oh, well, my favorite part, 100% is watching my kids, like, do the things that I was like, kind of too scared to do. Like, I watch them, I'm like, Oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Like, you guys are just so awesome. Like, I I, I love that. I love watching them, like the older they get and watching their personalities and them, like, just be good at things. It's so Uh awesome. That's my favorite. And I think the least favorite is kind of how anxious they make me you know like mm-hmm. I hate feeling like I can't believe I yelled at you and I can't believe I you know like I don't I don't like that part at all of motherhood you know it's just the stressful part and the unknown and why can't they just not mess up 
ever. <laughs> Let me know when you find out because. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I know that everything that you said is definitely going to help so many moms, you know, know that they're not alone as well. Um, if you're not already following Kendra on Instagram, you should do that right now. It's at anxious moms. Uh, you should also watch all of her stories. I know you do some cool stuff in there too. <laughs> yeah. The newest thing is the polls that I don't even know how that happened. It was just, tell me something that makes you anxious. It's got to be a yes or no. So tell me a yes or no question that um, makes you anxious. And there's so many. There is a ridiculous amount. But the reason people like it, some people, it makes them overwhelmed. And that is why one person said they were unfollowing. Because oh, there goodness. were too many and it made me anxious. Okay, okay. well, fine. <laughs> fine. But, it, but basically, it's just... You click through and you can click yes or no. And I do get a lot. And this is me to a T. You, you know how if there's too many and sometimes you hit yes, but it had already gone to the next question. Oh, Some yeah. people are like, oh my gosh, I hit yes on the wrong one. And I'm going <laughs> to skew the answers. I'm like, it's okay. It's just one. It is, it's fine. You're not the only one. And But people, they, they love them because it makes them feel like it's kind of anonymous, you know, mm -hmm. and they can see like, oh my gosh, 95% of people answered yes. And so did I, you know, yeah, makes I them feel that. good. Yeah. So the polls are really fun, but yeah, That's I do different awesome. things in the stories. I love that. And uh, is there anything else that you would like to add to anyone listening today? Nothing I can think of. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And um, anyone else who is still here listening, don't forget to subscribe on my website at fruitsofmotherhood.com to be the first to hear about new blog posts, amazing podcasts like this one today, videos, and, <laughs> and all that good stuff. Yay. Thank you. Okay, I'll see you later. Hey, mamas. The way we spend our money has changed a lot since we've had children. So to help with the mom guilt and the need to still buy cute things... The Fruits of Motherhood shop is donating proceeds of each sale to Every Mother Counts. EveryMotherCounts.org is a nonprofit organization that works to improve access to quality maternity care around the world. Just buy a hat, a shirt, or anything else in the Fruits of Motherhood shop and you help a mama in need. Just go to fruitsofmotherhood.com forward slash shop and use the code podcast to get 10% off anything in the store. That's fruitsofmotherhood.com forward slash shop promo code podcast. Now back to this amazing episode. Hey mama, do you enjoy a nice glass of wine after or during a long day of motherhood? Guess what? Me too. I want to tell you about Revel Wine Club. It's my new favorite way to get wine. Revel Wine Club is a personalized wine service tailored to your taste, budget, and lifestyle that makes buying great wines super easy. Tell them what type of wine you like, how many bottles, choose red, white, or both, tell them how often you'd like each shipment, receive, sip, and enjoy, girl. Check out which wine I'm drinking right now by going to fruitsofmotherhood.com forward slash wine.